Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. today's podcast, we're going to focus on how you make the switch to a 3-4 defense. And joining me to talk about that topic and more is the head football coach at Illinois State, Brock Spack. Coach, it's great to have you here. Keith, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Coach, you've been at Illinois State now since 2009. You guys have had a lot of success there. 84-50 and overall is your record. Uh, You were the National runner-ups in the FCS in 2014 last year. Made it to the quarterfinals and 10 wins. Uh, so just doing an excellent job there at Illinois State. You know, looking at that coach, uh, I'm sure there's a, a, an overriding philosophy that you feel is uh, part of what sets the foundation for the success for you. Uh, what exactly is that? What are the things you believe in that really bring your team success? Well, uh, work ethic and then uh, accountability and, uh, you know, we, uh, a sense of physicality. We're pretty, you know, we try to be physical. You know, in our league, uh, the Missouri Valley, you have to be um, just kind of way we the league is structured in order to compete in this league. You're going to have to be a physical team. And, uh, and that's kind of how we're built. We build our team from inside out. And, uh, you know, I was a defensive coordinator for a long time in the Big Ten at Purdue and uh, for a guy named Joe Tiller before that was at Wyoming. So, um, we've had to, you know, do, you know, win with less. And, uh, when I came here, we, um, you know, we, we, we've, uh, rebuilt a stadium here and, uh, you know, we upgraded the facilities a little bit and, and, uh, our play in the field has been important. And, you know, the, uh, the switch to three, four, for a guy as a four, three guy, most of his career was quite a change. And, um, we kind of, kind of, uh, you know, it, it was, a kind of smoothly moved into it and, uh, our coaching staff has done a great job with it. Our, you know, Travis Neekamp, our coordinator, and uh, and our staff on defense has done a great job, and uh, have have moved our our program forward. and uh, And we're we're uh, we're all we're a four three base. I mean, excuse me, a three four base team now. So, coach, you uh, had some great influence, as you mentioned, uh, coach with Coach Tiller. Before that, you were a player at Purdue, a linebacker there. You know, at what what point? Uh, during your playing career, did did you, uh, I guess, get the the bug to uh, to stay in this and become a coach? Well, I always, you know, I've 
I wanted to play as long as I could. And then uh, when I couldn't play anymore, I wanted to coach. You know, it's kind of football coaching has been a, something I've always wanted to do once I was done playing. Um, you know, I, uh, unusual at Purdue. I, most people there in, in some type of technology field, I was a, I was a, I wanted to be a high school teacher and, and coach high school football. But uh, it was easier for me to get into the, the college ranks. You know, I got cut from the NFL and came back and, um, uh, was, uh, you know, Coach Tiller was the uh, coordinator on defense and they, they saved a, Coach Burnett was head coach at the time, but uh, they saved a, a spot, a GA spot for me and, uh, and I jumped into that and it was easier transition for me. So I got into, uh, got into coaching and, and never looked back and uh, really enjoyed, uh, you know, a long career. I've been doing it now for 37 years and it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but I've always, I've always wanted to coach and, you know, when I was done playing, you know, I just wanted to stay in football. I love football and football has been huge in my life. Uh, it's given me opportunities that I never would have had. had not played. I don't know if I didn't go to college without a football scholarship, you know, and couldn't afford it. And, uh, football gave me that, that, uh, that avenue to go get, go get a degree and, uh, and get my master's and end up being a, a college head coach someday. So, um, Ironically, Illinois State, uh, you know, I had a great high school coach uh, here in Illinois, a guy named Greg Stalkup, and then uh, and then, uh, and then we had a, a defensive coordinator, Gary Giardini. Uh, coach Giardini and Coach Stalkup were best friends, and they all both went to Illinois State, ironically. And, uh, and it's kind of uh, kind of a, some strange way I'm kind of paying uh, those guys back for all they did for me. Uh, when I was a high school kid, that, and when I was a high school kid, that's when I got the bug, really. You know, I those guys were best friends, and it was fun to watch them coach together, and the fun they had, and you could you could feel it as a player. And uh, and the experience I had in high school at Rockford East was was uh, awesome, and uh, and it just wanted me to be a high school coach. And then I got into college coaching; it was just easier for me to do that. And um, I've taken the college and you know route and. Uh, but uh, you know, I have I have a very uh, strong empathy for 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 coaches, but particularly high school football coaches, because they know how hard the job is, and uh, and and those men were the were the backbone of my my wanting to become a coach. You know, uh, Coach Stalkup would I'd walk to school every day, and uh, and and I couldn't get in right away. I had to stand in the, in the doorway of the school. He we'd talk for about 20 minutes before the halls were open, and he would really hit me up on academics and how important that's going to be. And even as a freshman, he said, you're going to have a chance to be a good player. And so he really kind of paved the way for me. And then having Coach Giardini as a, as a coordinator at, at, at Rockford East, and, and he was our athletic director as well. And was uh was a huge influence on me. And, and then it's kind of kind of ironic that I, I went to their university and their school where they went and became a head coach. That was my, my head coaching staff. And, uh, in my career. So it's kind of gone full circle as I came from the big 10 and I went back becoming head coach here at Illinois state. So for some weird way, some strange way, it's kind of my, my way of uh, thanking them. And, uh, um, you know, coach Dockup died when I was in college, he had cancer, unfortunately, and he was 37 years old when he passed away. And, uh, so it's kind of been kind of, kind of irony, I guess, that, that I ended up here and it's been, it's been a great run here, and, I'm, and I love coaching and plan on doing it for a long time. So, Coach, when you look back at the guys you've worked with, the guys you've learned from, 
Who would you say has been uh, the the greatest influence on you and in, in helping you learn this profession? And I guess uh, uh, maybe that lesson that's really stuck with you from that coach. Well, uh, Coach Tiller is a guy I spent the most time with, you know, uh, as a coach, and I GA'd for him. Uh, then I I coached uh, for a, a guy named Bob Spoo at Eastern Illinois, and Coach Spoo is from the city of Chicago, Chicago Catholic League. I think he's a Hall of Famer in the Chicago Catholic League. And Coach Spoo gave me a huge break uh, by hiring me at Eastern Illinois. Uh, so he was uh, had a big influence on me as well. Uh, but I would say Coach Tiller's, Coach Tiller had the longest, you know, I, I was with him the longest, you know, I was, I GA'd for him for two years and then played for him for one and GA'd for two and then was his coordinator for, let me think, 14 years. And then, uh, then I, I, I became a head coach here. So, uh, so I, he was, but the lesson he taught me was the profession and, and make sure you honor the profession of coaching and, uh, and don't follow the almighty buck. You know, and, um, you know, college has kind of gotten that way. Uh, COVID-19 has probably put a big market correction on that uh, with, with, you know, what's going on with, with college athletics right now and the, the loss of revenue and all that just kind of put a, put a market correction on, on that. But uh, I never really thought I'd ever make the, the living I've made in, in coaching and, and what, what the coaches make now and at Power 5 is nothing like that when I was there, but I, I made a good living, but... Uh, he really, uh, really was big on, on on honoring the profession of coaching and being a professional coach, and not follow that the almighty greenback. Because he said, "Boys, you guys come in our office, and men, you you follow that, all, that almighty buck, it's going to disappoint you someday." And and he's been pretty pretty accurate on that. So I've uh, I've never been really motivated by by money to speak. It's just more about the job and the opportunity and the challenge of building a team and um, and becoming the best linebacker coach I could be and then becoming the best defensive coordinator I could be and now becoming the best head coach I could be. You know, I never, you know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, that was good advice and, and uh, he, he, uh, he was a big influence in my life and uh, uh, probably the biggest with coach Pooh, probably second. And uh, as a, as a, as a mentor, those guys were very bright and, uh, just love to coach, you know, they're in it for the right reasons and um, to help young men become, become better people, but also better players, but more important, better people. And then that's, you know, kind of what the, the route I followed and um, just really, really enjoyed it. Uh, has had to make this, this is, I, this would be no, uh, no surprise for me, but this has been the toughest year of my life at coaching is COVID-19 and the disappointment of a, of a postponed season. And then, trying to keep players engaged and all the stuff that's going on in our world has been very difficult and uh, um, a lot more than I thought I'd ever be in as far as being a coach, you know, so I've had, I'm sure I'm no different than a lot, a lot of high school and college coaches right now that have to deal with this pandemic, but uh, it's been, uh, it's been a great run and I really enjoyed it and hope to keep, keep coaching, but I would say coach Tiller had a lot to do with that. And he, he was a tough guy, uh, you know, no nonsense, but fair, honest, uh, and uh, that's what I tried to be, you know. And uh, but he he probably had the biggest influence on me. Coach, before you became the head coach at Illinois State, you spent 14 years as a, a coordinator. You were at Wyoming, and then uh, uh, 11 years at Purdue. 
for you, uh, whether you're in a 4-3 or now in a 3-4, I'm sure there are things fundamentally uh, and philosophically that have to be part of uh, you know, every defense that you guys coach, something that you really believe in. What are those things uh, that you believe in uh, about defense? Well, there's a couple of things, you know, one is, uh, you know, anything worth a crap in life is, you know, you, you have to have enthusiasm for it. So uh, if you really love football, you're going to play with a lot of enthusiasm and play with a lot of energy. I think that's really, really important, particularly on defense, uh, you know, sprinting to the football and the uh, tempo game has made that difficult. You know, they, uh, you know, and, and made it really hard for, for 11 guys to turn and sprint to the ball. But I think making as many, many hats to the football as you can and, and making spring the football a habit uh, that no matter what, what, uh, you know, what system you run, that's very, very important. Tackling has always been an issue, uh, you know, being able to uh, be very good tacklers. You know, we've come full circle in that as well. You know, rugby style can't, tackling has been a, been a real, uh, I've been a real proponent of, of that, you know, really like that. Um, you know, uh, that's not how I was taught, but, uh, it's how I have kind of morphed into that, uh, being a safer, uh, protecting the player. Uh, and, uh, and so tackling is something should be done every day. Uh, so put a lot of emphasis on tackling and we, we, we do all sorts of different styles of tackling and that's really important. Um, but, uh, probably more important and I mean, all that is, is obviously tackling number one, but two is doing the eights. What I call the eights is being able to separate, uh, from a blocker you know, accelerate uh, to a ball carrier and be able to terminate the ball carrier. So we call them the eights. You got to be able to do the eights. And every great player I've coached has had a lot of great guys I've, I've coached over the years on defense and had first-round draft picks and all that stuff. And the ones that were really, really special are the ones that can do that, can separate, can accelerate, can terminate. Uh, so doing the eights are, are really, really important, I think. So, um and obviously playing with great effort and spreading the football. I mean, I don't know how any other way to play the game of football, sport of football. It's hard to make, it's hard to make the sport easy because it's not uh, as much as the powers that be that try to make it easy. Um, you know, it's not easy. It takes special guys uh, particularly play defense and, and being able to, to do the things we talk about, but, you know, being able to get off the blocks and, and being able to accelerate and be able to tackle are really, really important. And I think that's what we really hang our hat in. Uh, and that's really never changed. No matter stop I've ever been, um, you know, ever since I started becoming a coordinator at, at Wyoming almost, oh, it's been 25 years probably now. Um, you know, we really emphasize that and, uh, and, and, and playing with surrounding yourself with kids who love football and, and, and guys who love football in your, in your staff room, you know, and, uh, and usually guys who really love football won't make, bad decisions uh, we've had a few that you know i've had a few that have but um for the most part most of those guys will make great decisions because they won't put that their their playing career in in jeopardy so um uh, surrounding myself with people who love football and that's that's you know that's a never-ending quest now and it sounds funny that you'd say that in college but uh you know i, I think it's important that that you do that because it's this is very difficult and what we're doing right now is very difficult and there's no doubt it's been there's no none of us have a playbook for what we're going through right now getting ready for a spring season all these kids have been back here in mid-june and we've been seems like practicing forever and we weren't practicing for four months and now we're practicing forever and 
and now it looks like we're knocking on the door of a spring season. So we're we're getting excited about that, but keeping those guys engaged. And but but football is difficult, and it's a struggle that we, you know, I, I've always enjoyed. That the you know, even when I was a player, it was very strange. But I really look forward to training camp, uh, two a days uh, back when we had two a days, uh, because it was such a challenge, and you, you felt like you wore it with a badge of honor once you got through it and were able to you know, thrive in it, not just survive, but thrive, uh, in that environment. And, and, I uh, always, always took that as a challenge and really enjoyed those challenges. And coaching is a big challenge and it's always difficult. Um, there's guys out there uh, that are going to try and knock you off your pedestal. If you, you know, once you make it to the top, it's hard to stay there. Uh, and, 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 to, and to keep, you know, keep the, uh, uh, keep, keep the, uh, you know, success going is always very difficult. And, you know, and I, and I, again, it's almost harder than, than getting there sometimes, in my opinion. So um, we're always tweaking that, and uh, we, I, you know, I call it the, the relentless pursuit of perfection. Uh, you know, the human being is not perfect, but you know, being able to to pursue perfection, and it's kind of been my mantra. It keeps me uh, engaged in my job every day. And I, you know, my job isn't really a job. My wife told me one time uh, when we were younger, she. She envied me in the fact that you go to work every day and you seem to really love your work more than you, you know, more than the, you know, than anything. I said, well, that's, you know, football coaching can't be a job. If it's a job, then you make it a job, then it's, then it has to be your passion because of um, what you have to go through to do it, you know, and, and all the men and women that, that coach athletics, but particularly, you know, football, it's such a struggle. And with all the all the things that football has been going through the last, you know, 10, 12 years, that all coaches know, and I'm not, you know, the head injury issues, and you know, it just seems like we're under attack. You know, our professional football coaching is under attack. The game's under attack. It's the greatest game in the world, and it's it's, it's no doubt about it. And it's 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 documented. It's it's the most popular sport in our country, and it seems like it's part of our our who we are. Uh, in, in, in the United States, it's, co- it's football. Whether you play college, high school, pro, doesn't matter. You know, it's just it's such an important part of our part of our lifestyle that, and uh, it's you know, you, if you don't treat it that way as, when you're coaching, that you're treating it as a job and you're in it for the wrong reasons. And I, I think that's you know, I go back to you know what Coach Tiller you know installed instilled in all of us uh, when we were young coaches for him. You know, I think that's. That's you know I've lived, lived with that my whole life. I believe that you know, and some people don't think they, they oh, you don't live like that. No, I absolutely do. You know, football is really really important, and it's been it's been my passion my whole life, and it's my life's work. And you have to, I want to surround myself with people. It's that important, and they'll never they'll never make a bad decision because of that. You know, and uh, and football, you want to use football, you don't want you know you don't want football to use you. You know, I tell that to our players, but coaches are the same way. But uh, you want to learn from football and learn. There's a lot to learn from it uh, still today. And uh, and I haven't, I'm not done learning when I'm done. When that gets to be old hat and not as much fun and excitement, then I'll probably step away. But right now I think I have a lot to learn. Uh, I, I love going to clinics and love listening to all the, all the, you know, sharp coaches from older coaches to younger coaches to you know, the high school coaches to college coaches to pro coaches. I learned from everybody, you know, I learned a lot from, high school coaches watching, you know, and, and, you know, watching spring practices and watching high school coaches coach. I learned a lot from those guys and I've learned as much as I've learned from 
you know, college guys and pro guys. So if you listen uh, real closely, you'll learn something from, from everybody you come in contact with. So um, I don't know how I got on all that, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of been my career. Well, Coach, uh, I mean, what what clearly came through is your love of the game and, and uh, everything you said I 100% agree with. And, you know, you touched on uh, the learning part there and uh, whether it's clinics. Uh, I, I love the coaches' clinics, I think, more than anything. Uh, I love going to practices. I can't tell you how much I've learned by just going out and watching, you know, just a single practice with, you know, a team that you, you look at how guys do things and pick up on things and drills and um, – so many opportunities that I think coaches, if you're going to stay in this profession, you have to take advantage of that learning. And uh, that, that kind of leads us to our next topic, uh, the Illinois High School Football Coaches Association Virtual Clinic, which is December 8th through the 12th. It's the first clinic of the offseason. Uh, over 130 speakers, I think I just saw um, from Dave Jacobs today. Uh, just an incredible lineup. You're, you're a part of that lineup as well. And your focus is going to be on making that transition from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense. And I wanted to touch on at least a, a couple of those things in your talk a, a little bit here. Um, so first of all, I guess what was it that spurred you guys on to, to looking to making that change from an even front defense to an odd front? It's, it's uh, well, I, I started looking around when I, when I, my first two years as a head coach, I didn't, I didn't coordinate the defense. And I coordinated 11 and 12. Uh, and then I got back out of that, and but I'm but I'm in that room quite a bit. But uh, I really started, you know, even Coach Tiller back. You know, I think I think it was the uh, late or early 2000s. He said, you know, have you ever thought about a three-four system? Because you know, one thing, you know, Coach Coach Tiller's background was an offensive line coach. We don't, we hate head-up techniques. I said I really didn't know much about it, and uh, and my, my you know, I've kind of my bread and butter has been the four-three. I've done a lot of a lot of research at that, but what I, I started tweaking and, and dabbling in a little bit, particularly on third down with the odd front. And, uh, and what I found out is I kind of had it backwards, you know, and, you know, playing three down should be your, you know, your first and second down stuff. And then uh, getting in four down on, uh, on, on third down, you know, so um, I had a few guys that, that I coach with uh, uh, that, that, that coach in three, four systems, either in, a place like Texas A&M and, or an NFL, and they were able to, you know, kind of help me out with, with some of that stuff. I watched, I studied the Steelers quite a bit, and uh, I said, you know, you know, at Illinois State, we can find, you know, four linebackers that can run and hit, and uh, we can, I think we have a really good strength program. We can get them big enough to, to play those positions and, and maybe safety types, you know, like we did in the 4-3, but, but they, we can find four of those a lot easier than kind of four down guys. And, uh, we, so we, I said, well, that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and then we kind of morphed into more to what, you know, if you watch Wisconsin play, you know, uh, you know, you know, particularly a couple of years back, you know, we kind of morphed into that a little bit with, you know, with, with our outside linebackers going down as ends and, and, uh, you know, and then a four down. So, uh, it made it, it made a lot of sense to me. Uh, you know, I, I'm a linebacker by trade and what, what what really helped us is in, in the in the no huddle and the up tempo stuff is we're able to um, you know play multiple we can be multiple with our fronts we can disguise our, our what we're doing based on, based on you know the three four cyclical you know it's it's five and a half and five and a half 
instead of six and five when you're shaded, you know. So when you're shading a four three or under and over defense, you know, you're you have a six man side and a five man side. So you're you're a little more balanced. Uh we're able to disguise a lot better, uh, you know, pressure and and coverage and all those sort of things. You know, we were able to disguise that because you're more balanced when you're in a three four and just just fit our our, 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 our recruiting model a little bit better. I thought here uh, than when I was in the Big Ten, but I had, ironically, I had, um, you know, I don't know how many, 17 guys that played defensive end for me that, you know, played in the NFL some 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 length of time, and, um, and we did a lot of things with those guys out of a 4-3. We'd get in a 3-4 every so often, a 3-down, and play around with them a little bit, but, you know, I, uh, you know, if I had those guys, a lot of those guys went on to play in 3-4 systems in the league, and so I, it just caught my my attention when those guys end up being, I don't know if they're fast enough playoffs outside linebacker in the National Football League, but they end up having really good careers and and uh, and studying them and and studying the three-four system in the in the league, particularly the Steelers at the time when they were very aggressive and uh, and and I was really interested in how they got to a four-down uh, front as well because you you can be multiple and 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 still play a four-down even though you're a three-four team and and it was just fascinating to learn all that stuff and it's really the blitz angles, the angles from pressure, the different the different guys we can activate. Uh, you know, and it's it's fun to play. You know, it's fun for our players. You know, all our all our guys who stand up here can 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 we can activate any one of them, and in in the secondary or a linebacker as as a rusher. So that's kind of interesting and in how how that can be. And it's very simple and uh, but but it's pretty complicated for the offense, but simple simple for our for our team. So. Um, just did a lot of studying, did a lot of research, and had a lot of people to help me along the way, and uh, you know, called folks and listened to guys. And it was interesting to listen to our staff. They asked if, you know, we did a lot of we did a lot of clinics with with staffs during the pandemic when we were locked down. Uh, pandemic's still going on, but when we were in lockdown, uh, we did a lot of zooms with other coaching staffs, and then and our defensive staff was kind enough to let me sit in on those, and I really enjoyed it and listening to other staffs around the country. With, that run a three four and how they get into it, how they got to it, and, and it's it's been very very uh, very interesting to me. Uh, it's something I really needed probably in my career just to just to refresh and and uh, and and to really captive captive you know be a captive audience to to uh, to the philosophies of running three four. There's so much to learn still, and so many different ways of doing it that I'm still kind of kind of interested in and in, 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 in there's so much research still to be done. I think I have a lot, I have a lot to learn so. But that's kind of how we got into it, and and uh, and why uh, the why is recruiting. Uh, we felt that you know we we could find four linebackers, and we're easy to develop four linebackers and develop down guys, and um, it changed our philosophy a little bit to kind of kind of play what we look for up front. You know, uh, we obviously always look for length and always always look for longer guys, but um, that's that's really imperative now when you when you play a a three, four defensive end as a four, opposed to a four, three defensive end, you know, it's obviously one linked at both, but it's really important in the, in the, in the four, in the three, four, but, but you can move them around and do all kinds of things, even though you might not have great length and still be able to play a three, four defense. So uh, it's just, those are things that, uh, you know, I hung my hat on and, and, uh, and really, really captivated me and got my attention and it's been really good to us and it's been really good the way we, you know, we play and, if guys like to play in the National Football League, you have to, you know, a lot of people do it, you know, in the league, and and they go back and forth, you know, from four three to three four systems too. But uh, probably has a lot to do with the kind of guys they got. But 
you can play both and uh, and that's kind of what we do but uh, we play some four down here and, and three down but three downs our base yeah it, makes sense it, it does it's interesting that you bring that up though that you know kind of flipping that that thought process around and you know I, I was on the offensive staff at at Baldwin Wallace University, but I know our our defensive staff had the approach. I mean, we were a four three, and we get into the three four on the passing downs. But you know, you're, I guess, what I just heard it's you say opposite. is it, it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah. Why do you feel it's uh, it's the opposite? I guess what well, what do you see from an advantage the, standpoint? I'll tell you when I when I, I, I I'll tell you a story. You know, Jim Cheney's a very good friend of mine. We were, we coached coached together for a long time at Wyoming and. Uh, and Purdue, and he's now the uh, he's an awesome offensive coordinator in the SEC. You know, he's been at Georgia and played for a national title there, and now he's at Tennessee again. He's been there twice. And you know, Jim and was interesting one time, and uh, we were we were we were jumping in. I forget who we we're playing. I can't remember. It was, it was a non-conference game at Purdue. It might have been. A, I don't know. It might have been in Western Michigan. I can't remember who we were playing. It might have been Notre Dame. Can't remember. Uh, but he. He said, Brock, did you see when you jumped in your 3-4 how the pace of the, te- of, the, of the game changed? And I said, yeah, I noticed that. They, weren't, they, didn't, they didn't go at warp speed, and the linemen you know, were a little slower off the ball. They, they weren't flat backing because they don't know where you're going, and they didn't, know, they didn't understand, you know, because there's a lot of doubt, you know. And, and I, I, I thought that was, that was a teaching moment then. I should have been all more all into it at that point. Um, but I, you kind of, we kind of, we fall back on what we really know, you know, mm-hmm, as coaches. Right. And, and I, I took that leap, you know, uh, a few years back here and I wish I would have done it earlier, but I, but I, but I did do it finally. Uh, and, and, and that's what I was told. I was told, you know, you're thinking backwards, you know, you, you three, three down on rundowns and, and, and four down on pass downs. And, and that's kind of what, but both work, you know, they really do. I, you know, the four down has been really good to me on, on, on first and second down and, and we've been able we've had great defenses, particularly at Purdue and and at Wyoming with four down and and it all work. And it's just it's just your philosophy, but it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just kind of my thinking was kind of you know I, I need to open my mind I guess to the other way. And and uh, and I've had a lot of success with three down on, on passing downs, but um, I just think you need to open your mind up and and think about you know what would be best for us. And and you have to look at your program and. I think our program for us at the time, you know, we, us going to a, a three, four was a really a good call. And, uh, we've been, we've been very salty here, uh, since coach me camp, we've been, we've been pretty good since probably 2011 on. And, um, but you know, we made, we, we did both four, three and three, four, but then we went, you know, we went wholesale three, four. And it's, I think it's a little easier for the players to grasp, uh, you know, and, uh, going from three down to four down. That's, that's just my been my experience. But somebody else might have a different different philosophy. But I thought just like your guys at Ball and Walls, I, exactly how I thought. And uh, it's kind of you need to open your mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, as as we start to see this shift, and I know you said you play in a a pretty black and blue conference, and I know you you guys played uh, North North Dakota State in the in the uh, quarters last year and. Uh, uh, I believe you said it was a nine-three game. Nine-three game. You, you kind of seems like you should be asking who's the winning pitcher in that one. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, no touchdowns. <laughs> no, no touchdowns scored in the game. Period. So, uh, but, a, but, uh, a battle. yeah. I mean, you guys see it a little bit. I know uh, a lot of the guys who have gone to a three-four have those hybrid type of guys, almost like 
guys you might think of uh, as a as a strong safety. Um, but you know, it was interesting. I was listening to uh, a clinic talk with Sonny Dykes, you know, an air raid guy, right. and midway through, he starts talking about how. Uh, it's advantageous for you to have, you know, fullbacks and tight ends in your system. And, you know, this is an air raid guy talking about how, you know, you get those guys back in your system right now, you could be at an advantage because most defenses are built to stop the spread. So as you look at, you know, utilizing the three, four, the odd front, which a lot of teams have gone to, to defend the spread, um, I guess thoughts on how you face those North Dakota States and those teams who are going to try to compress it down and, and create the extra gaps, uh, any any issues you see there, or you you feel pretty good no, about all uh, the adjustments? Actually, actually, we yeah, we really like it versus the running game. I like it more in the running game. I do the passing game, to be honest with you. You know, and I never thought it'd be that way. I'm I'm kind of like you, and I probably thought the same way your staff did at, at Ball and Walls, right? Yeah, That's what you said. Right. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I think um, I thought that way. You know, playing with four downs better to, for the fits, but you know, I think you know if you you know as long as you. When you when you're able to move, you know, and you, and you have movement in your package, and the fire zones and all the stuff that people do and run through linebackers, you know, that stuff helps you and it slows the offense down a little bit. Um, but but we really, uh, you know, we have no issue. That's the way we play here on our offense. Right. You know, we we play at fullback, we play at tight ends. Um, you know, we can we're, we're very multiple offensively. We can get you know we use multiple formations. We get into four wides and three wides and two wides and, you know, three tight ends and, you know, a fullback and a tight end or, or, or you know, two, two, two tight ends and a fullback and a, and a tailback. And so we, we have all those quote unquote power formations that, 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 um, so we see it every day in practice. So we're able to, to defend it, you know, and, uh, and we'd be able to, we're able to run again, you know, run our defense against that stuff and, and then vice versa. So, um, and we were able to get in four down for our offense as well. So we try to do that to to, to complement each other and uh, to help each other, you know, get ready, um, and, you know, for the season. So I don't think it's any been, been a big much of an issue. It's really very, you know, everybody asks me that, and we really like it versus those those those, those power uh, personnel groupings, if you will, uh, for another for a better word, I guess, tight ends and fullbacks, uh, and because we run similar stuff to that. So. Um, yeah, you feel like you're a you're a dinosaur, and you go out, you gotta go out and ask high school coach, hey, you got a kid that can do play fullback, and you know we don't play on a fullback. What about that <laughs> linebacker right there, or, or that defensive end, or that you know you got a you got a really athletic tight end who may be a tweener, you know that guy, you know those you know those guys are are tough guys, you know yep. they're, they're they're like you're like your linebackers in, a, in, a, in on defense, you know those fullbacks. So uh, yeah, we play with those guys, so it hasn't been a big issue for us at all. And, uh, we're made, but we have teams that. To try to you know try to uh, extort that or, or expose you expose your weaknesses and all that stuff, but I think we hold up pretty well. Well, coach, I know uh, I'm excited to see you uh, at the virtual clinic and hear you more, talk more about this for our coaches out there. Again, you can uh, register for that at ihsfca.coachesclinic.com. Uh, coach, to, to tie things up, I always like to ask a, a question, and I, I took it from. Um, Bill Walsh's book, The Winning Edge. And, and so when you look at all the things that you do as a coach, uh, on or off the field, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, what's the one thing you'd say that this is really what gives my team the winning edge? Uh, our work ethic. Um, you know, I, I think 
you know, I think a lot of coaches will say that, but you know, work ethic is, uh, is, is, is good, I think. And, um, it's something we won't, uh, we won't bend on. And, uh, it's hard to do sometimes in our, in the, in the, in the era we're coaching in. Um, cause kids ask why, right. They, they, they want to know why. And, and uh, you, you gotta try to tell them why and explain to them why, um, you know, kids nowadays are, are, are they, they have a tendency to uh, not, uh, uh, you know, respect authority as much as question it, you know. So they're always questioning the why. And uh, so I think you better have explanations of why you're doing things. And, and ours is our work ethic. And uh, and that kind of develops, goes into mental and physical toughness. You know, I, I would say those are the two things we hang our hat on here. Uh, but so all starts with work ethic, which should lead to, mental and physical toughness, which, which helps us uh, overcome a lot. And uh, we're able to win more than we lose. And uh, hopefully that continues and uh, because our, our guys buy into that. And uh, um, not everybody does. And sometimes it takes time to, to, to get those guys, to train those guys to get to that point. But it's fun to watch uh, when you have a Christian up off and he's our, our, our strong safety. It's just got invited to the senior bowl. And he's the first player in Illinois State history to do that. And you hand him that uh, that invitation, or uh, Drew Himmelman, uh, who's a 6'10", a 325, 330-pound left tackle, who uh, has just been named a finalist for the Campbell Award, uh, which is the Heisman, the academic Heisman. He's a four-year starter here, and he gray-shirted and red-shirted, and he was a basketball player, and it turned into a heck of a football player and he's got great length and uh, he's worked extremely, extremely hard. He's got three, he'll have three, two or three degrees from Illinois state. Um, when you, when you talk about that today in front of the team, Hey, this is one of 12 players in the entire country. He's a finalist and he's going up against the end finger quarterback at Texas. That's one of his competition to become this, this, uh, this, this Campbell award winner. It's the Heisman trophy of, of, of academics and, and athletics so in football. So it's, it's been, you know, you think, well, we've done the right thing, you know, and that's that we hang our head, hang our hat on, on, uh, on work ethic, which leads to mental and physical toughness, which is well part of our game. I go back to what I talked about earlier. There's no way we can make this sport easier. You know, it's it's really difficult to do. You know, we can we can be smarter in what we do. We can be smarter in how we prepare our players, obviously, and there's all, we're always learning a better way of and a safer way of doing that. We always, as coaches, need to be cognizant of that. And always, always that's the main main issue is keeping our players safe as, as can be. But football is a tough game, and it teaches a lot of tough lessons, but also great lessons. And I think if you hang, you hang your hat up on, 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 uh, on work ethic and mental and physical toughness, I think it's going to take you a long way. Well, Coach, it was great to talk ball with you here today. And, uh, you're, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching Illinois State here. Hopefully you guys get going here in the spring. I think everybody needs needs that to happen, uh, especially in Illinois there. But, uh, again, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll be watching you at the uh, virtual clinic as well. Hey, Keith, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate all what you do for football. Thank you again for listening to the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, head over to iTunes or Spotify and click five star for a rate. If you have a minute, write a review. It really helps the podcast. Check out our new 
home for the Coaching Coordinator Podcast. That's at coachandcoordinator.com. And follow me on Twitter at Coach K. Grabowski.